It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Sure. Stay Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. Four o'clock here in the Music City, so you know what time it is. Time for the afternoon stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. Bruno Reagan, Dave... Whoa, we're off to a terrible start. Devlin McKenzie. You are. Zach Williams, you know what? You know what's going on here. I had one of those uh, energy drinks. Me too. I have a. I try to have a small one every day, because they say 300 milligrams is like the healthy or 400. Excuse me, 400 total milligrams of caffeine a day is like the healthy amount. But that seems like man, that seems like a lot because those like Celsius's or whatever 300. I've just been getting these tiny little. I don't want to give free shout outs to a yeah. company, but so I'm not going to do it. So <laughs> I get one of these, now I switch these tiny little ones. It's like basically cut in half. And I still feel like I'm like, I feel like this is going to rush me to an early grave. But I, I'm also 350 pounds. So I'm just doing that anyways. Well, the, it doesn't affect your, it won't matter how big your, your body is. It has to do with your, uh, your brain. That's what it. Really? I thought it was the heart. Caffeine affects your brain. Uh, well, your heart control, your brain controls your heart, all that kind of stuff. But. I had one. I had a, I don't even know what it was called, but it's one of those ones like 300 milligrams. I didn't even have a full, I had like maybe a third of of one of these and I'm already like, I just kind of feel it. You know what I mean? I just kind of feel it. It's like a live wire right now. Devil McKenzie, how are you doing today? It's a good song. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> live wire. Yeah, yeah. You like that one? Good, man. I'm good. You, what do you got? Get, got some coffee? Is I, that- Every day, man. Cup of coffee. Sometimes two. Today was two. It was one of those days. Not a coffee guy. I... Love coffee. I go to bed at night and I think about the coffee I'm gonna have in the morning when I wake up. <laughs> it helps you get in the morning. I swear, it's, it's like the best thing ever. I, <laughs> I literally will go to bed at night looking forward to coffee in the morning, and then I have my coffee maker in my room because I have roommates. And then you I like Michael Scott, it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Where yeah, you're yeah like, exactly. I, I have it set to turn. I turn it on, then I go back to sleep, and then I wake up to the smell of coffee. I like the smell of bacon in the morning. Sue <laughs> me. But yeah, I, I wake Grilled up. Grilled my foot. I, I turn on that coffee pot. And yeah, it's it's the best. Uh, yeah, no, I never never have been a coffee person. My my wife wants me to be a coffee person. Maybe I should. I don't do caffeine. Don't I do re- it. Whenever I do, it's just like it's so like I'm I'm jittery. I'm literally have I not Bruno before the show was I not just sitting in the back, just moving, like just yeah. incandescently, just moving around, doing nothing. Just, I can't stop it. I don't mind. I've been on that chill vibe. Like, he's really quiet for real, unless you, like, know him. He's he funny, though. I've been on that kind of vibe. That's what I've been on. I, I have not. I have not. I <laughs> Devlin, am, is the, Devlin is my target demographic. I mean, like, really people is. People who understand my... No, which is not the show. 23-year-old, <laughs> just out of college, <laughs> white boys. That's Bruno's, like, real demographic right there. Sadly, yes. Yeah. Half the stuff Bruno says is just to get Devlin to laugh in the studio. And frankly, to most people, it's gibberish. Let's be honest. <laughs> I but really know it is. But I enjoy it. Because <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the, the difference with me. But it's the future. Like, it, like five, ten years' time, like, that discourse is just going to time out everybody. I mean, you see it You see it everywhere. It's slowly creeping up. I mean, look at the talk shows now. They, they hardly – you – if you're going to have an older demographic show, it all has to be older demographic. Like Terry Bradshaw and who was that 
that coach for um, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, exactly. You have to have them all together. You can't like mix mash anymore, you know, because it's that much of a gap. Of they kind of do that now on the CBS side, right? You got you got like Boomer, and then you have uh, uh, Nate Burlinson, who is like a real news person, also I guess, or like a real like news anchor now. He he does both. That guy's got a crazy career that he just does regular stuff. He's on Good Morning America, and then he's on you know. Uh, doing the football stuff like Michael Strahan, same th- same thing for Michael Strahan. It's like he's just somehow been able to cross over into those genres. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. If you want to jump in, of course, always coming to you live from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Uh, I, I don't know if anybody saw the video today. Uh, it came out maybe about an hour ago. If you're following me on Twitter, uh, we thought this was weird over at St. Thomas Sports Park. Like, uh, what was it? Two weeks ago, Rand Carthon is officially announced and he gets to have his welcome home. And if you were on social media, you saw the video of everybody over there at St. Thomas Sports Park and they're all clapping as Rand Carthon's walking into the building. And it's, oh, look at Rand Carthon's here. And it's a big welcome. And it says home. You know what I mean? We're here. We thought it was weird then. Yeah. And frankly, it is. Like, I, I would do it if you're giving me a check. Like you're you're cutting me a check, I'd stand there and clap like a buffoon. I do it too. Yes, I would be cracking jokes about it. But yeah, I mean, in there, you know, like somebody's doing it. Well, again, the the city that wants to be Nashville, the team that wants to be the Titans, so bad. I mean, basically shot for shot copies what the Tennessee Titans did. D'Amico Ryan's, as I almost said, D'Amico. It's D'Amico Ryan's the new head coach for the Houston Texans, gets the exact same applause or whatever you want to call it. It's the same thing. It's the camera angle of him walking into the building, their, their you know, sportsplex or whatever it is over there, and it's got a big sign that says, Welcome home, coach, and everybody's cheering for him, and he's got his family with him, and he's throwing up the fist pumps and all that kind of stuff. I mean, this place wants to be the Titans so bad, and I get it. I get the connection. The connection, Houston Oilers move on, uh, become the Tennessee Oilers, uh, and then become the Tennessee Titans. You can't, you can't be the same franchise. You want the Houston Oilers jerseys, you can't have them, not your team, and you can't just do the same video, expecting nobody to catch the the difference. All the replies are just, "Wow, this is cringe." Yeah, well, it's cringe. It was cringe when the Titans do it. When you copy it, then it's extra cringe. You're clout chasing. <laughs> Yes. You're playing second. That's that's something a second fiddle team would do. That's something a little brother would do. Copy big brother. Yes. Exactly. Yes. That it is uh that that video is weird. So if you haven't seen that one on there, uh I mean, but it is a it is a shot for shot remake of what the Tennessee Titans did. And also, I I don't know, it could it, maybe that's something that happens in a lot of the teams. Maybe this is pretty common. Maybe the Titans copied somebody, but it was. I mean, it is shot from the same angle. It is shot. It is shot for shot the same thing they're doing. Now, shout out to the Texans. If like a day from now they just keep doing the exact same thing, and that's just like a troll job on the Titans to just kind of do the exact same thing. But if they're not working some bigger plan here, then it's weird. Yeah, I feel. I do feel for social media people because let's be honest, the content. Like let's let's look at um the Bills and the Chargers for example. Their social media teams have been on top of it. They get a lot of great numbers. They they bring in a lot of value for those uh franchises just on eyeballs. Um but they don't get compensated for it 
as like this five years ago when they were just like, here's the score, here's a picture of Josh Allen, yeah. and it wasn't getting as much. It's not like they were getting paid a lot then, and they're not getting paid a lot now. I feel for social media people because the expectation has just skyrocketed with all with everything you can do from the creative side. Boss sits down with the the intern that's probably running it all. Uh, can you do something to make it go viral? I've oh. heard this. Oh, I've heard I can. This. I've been in. I've been in meetings and in, in, in like Slack channels and stuff like that where people say we need as best we can to make this go viral. Oh, I know exactly how to do it. Burger King wrote the script. Women belong in the kitchen, and then they have a ten thread underneath. But it gets a million retweets. A million. I'm not. It has to be one of the most liked tweets, and then it gets deleted two weeks later. But it already, you know. It's already hit the ethos. Everybody's yeah. got the screenshots and all that kind of stuff. Burger King's marketing team is actually pretty clever because, I mean, look what everybody knows. Whopper, Whopper. Everybody knows it. That's I just saying that yes. has already struck a chord with everybody that's watched any NFL football game this season. I mean, it was probably one of your most interacted, like, tweets you've had in the past <laughs> month. <laughs> whopper, Whopper, Whopper. <laughs> I mean, that's all, that's all it is. Whopper, Whopper. Everybody already feels it. I, 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 people know the song verbatim. There are remixes to this song that are going on. So you got to give it to them. At least they do something right over there. But it's, yeah, they, they, they do a good job with all that marketing stuff. But yeah, no, I've definitely been in the meetings and people are like, how can we make this go viral? And it's, it's just, it's really stupid. So just know everything that you watch, consume, all that has some sort of backhanded message on it. Just know. doesn't matter. Could be this show, could be the weather, could be whatever. It all has some sort of backhanded like idea of what can we say or do that's gonna cause the most attention. Well, genuinely, I, I, I enjoy like the more improv style of of um I think that's real funny. Like if you can just come up with things on the fly, uh that that will th rather than scripting things out, because you script things out, you'll end up looking like like one of my favorite episodes. Like I'm a Joe Rogan viewer. I like Joe Rogan's podcast. But when Shane Gillis went on there the first time, yeah, <laughs> when Shane Gillis went on there the first time, man, he was saying all these scripted jokes he had because he was going on the biggest podcast in the world, and it flew it flew right over people's head, or at least the host's head, which makes it look bad. So I just try to. Content wise, we don't we we have some good ideas. We do need to act on sometimes. We we missed the boat on Fat Kaepernick. That Fat Kaepernick been, is a great idea. Fat Kaepernick would have been a top and a like SNL skit. <laughs> it really would have been. Yeah. Uh, th there's there's always something out there too that I always think. All right, maybe everybody's in on the bit of trying to get people to react. Uh, one of those things came out today. Did you see the NFL PA's top five players? at their position voted on by those players list that came out today that's a real put it on a t-shirt that's the name of it <laughs> I th so this is not their all pro because they had an inaugural all pro list this is top five in each position it's their players all pro list is what it is that was like t three weeks ago no no, no but th this is the nfl pas that is is doing this so this is yeah. fully on the players no this is this is yeah different. that that came out they had something like that, like a player voted all pro team. Well, well whatever. What, what so these that? were the direct positions that were talking about it. Top five quarterback. Well, who would you assume the top five? You're going of the entire NFL. Well, who would be the top five? Uh, Joe Burrow's on there. Um, He's Pat four. Patrick Mahomes is on there. Jo One. Josh Allen's on there. Two. Um, I don't know if there's any NFC quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts is on there. Three. And there's one more. I'm, I'm going to assume it's from the AFC. 
Uh, Justin Herbert. Lamar Jackson. Uh, that was going to be my second guess, even though he didn't play. Yep, that was that. Yeah. Was, and so on the D on the D line one is Aaron Donald on there? I would assume. Well, I want to look at the next position, okay. which is running backs, and a lot of Titans fans are upset. Who would you assume the number of top five running backs in the NFL are currently right now? Josh Jacobs, number one. Yeah, which I think is fair. He I had a great season. Too. Number two should be Derrick Henry. It's not. Of course not. Number two is Derrick Henry Light. Joe Mixon. You think Derrick Henry Light no. is Joe Mixon? No, I was oh. thinking before <laughs> you said that. Devlin has an idea. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. Yeah. Nick Chubb, number two. Number three. Derrick Henry. No. Saquon Barkley. No. Wow. Oh, uh, Austin Eckler. No. Chris McCaffrey? I don't want you to break your leg over this. <laughs> I can't even remember running backs that did break their leg. Tony Pollard. Oh, Tony okay. Pollard is oh, number yeah. three. He broke, his, he broke his leg really speedy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four. Who do you think number four is? You did not name him in all these names that you just named. No way. Miles yes. Sanders? No. I'm about to say he doesn't belong on this list. Lamar Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could have been if he if he played the position he was supposed to play in some people's eyes. Wow, I have I have no clue who it could be. Daniel Jones. <laughs> Number four, Christian McCaffrey. He said Christian yeah, McCaffrey. Did he? Well, yeah. I missed it, so he didn't. Uh, and then number five? Derek Henry. No. Austin Eckler. No. Saquon Barkley. Derek Henry list. is not on the top five. Hey, players voted. That's what the players think. What do you think that is? Because Derek Henry is clearly the number two this year especially he Derek Henry gets good production but unless we watch the film like his normal explosiveness wasn't there his normal hit after or yards after initial contact wasn't there like maybe he didn't outperform these players I, oh, I he, he definitely outperformed Tony Pollard I would say that for sure he Tony Pollard had splash plays but if you look at the stats Derek Henry was better Saquon Barkley had a good first part of the season, but second part of the season, he he did not have a great second half of the season. Daniel Jones became the main running threat. I don't know if Derrick Henry had any great parts of the season either. He just ran the – he just got a ton of carries. He was the offense for the Titans. Which though. wasn't good. The he only, was the not good offense for the Titans. Oh, he was good. It was just the, there was the, there was no a company. There was no company. The defense couldn't do anything to help. The, the passing game was awful. That was the that was the real part. The only name on this list where you see out of these five that you could say the offense moved through them is Josh Jacobs. That was the only one that that offense moved through Josh Jacobs all season long. Nobody else you could say about that through this list. Derrick Henry is the only other running back in the league that you could say that this season. Well, this the season. The players don't agree with you. They don't. And players think Derrick Henry's overrated. Which is which is I mean I don't know. It's strange. It's a it's a strange it's a strange list in my eyes. Who do you think? Just well, real quick, top five wide well, receivers what is Der- are. And, I, and last thing I'll say is, what does Derrick Henry do that's so different than other people? He's really big and fast. Like they, like that's a combination. That's not really a skill set he has. No, like Saquon Barkley. It is something that sets him dime. different, though. He yeah, does set different. That's fair. But I, I I think this season his 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 performance can be criti- criticized too. Again. Uh, like I'm talking, you have to watch so much film to have a decent understanding, and we're hot take radio. And this is me, I guess, breaking the third and a half wall. But you have to watch so much film to have an actual like a 
Like, I feel like a legit opinion on if Derrick Henry is really better than these players or not. Well, and those players season. definitely haven't watched that much film on just Derrick Henry. Alone. No, 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 no. And that's a lot of people mess, mess it up. Like, you're not watching specific play. Like, if you're a defensive player, you're not watching. You, you, you will watch Derrick Henry. You're not watching 200 plays of just Derrick Henry. You're watching formational things and tendencies and O-line and all that. So it, it, it's tough. It's tough to have these hard-nosed opinions. If you think Derrick Henry's number two, which would be fair. He almost had 2,000 yards this season collectively. Yeah. yeah. Uh, real quick, who do you think number the one through five wide receivers? Justin are? Jefferson, one. Jamar Chase, two. Tyreek, two. Devontae Adams, two. That's fair. Which is uh, probably Then true. Jamar Chase, three. No. Tyreek, Tyreek three. No. Stephon Diggs. I think Stephon Diggs was very Four alive. is Tyree Kill, and then who do you think number five is? Jamar? No. Jamar's not in the top no five. No way. CeeDee Lamb? No Cooper Cup. No. Just okay. rubbing Titans face fans oh, even more. Into, they're like, no Derrick Henry? And we're going to throw A.J. Brown, number five. Ugh. Just, I mean, rubbing their face in the dirt. That's what they're doing. That's all they're doing right there is putting A.J. Brown in there, which he had a good season, too. So, you got to give it to him. Yeah. Titan shouldn't trade him. Yeah, something we should talk about. <laughs> Did you see what Jerry Jones said? We'll He's, talk about it when we yeah, come back. Yeah, I, yeah. I want to talk about that. Yeah. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. We want to talk to you. Callers were great yesterday. They were great the day before and the day before that, too. Jump in today. We want you to jump in today on this Thursday, February 2nd, Groundhog's Day. Which, by the way, did you see the results of Groundhog's Day? Six more weeks of winter. Yes, it is. He saw his shadow, which I always thought seeing a shadow meant that that meant spring was coming. So I always had that. I guess I had that backwards. Uh, but yeah, I don't get it. Is this real or is this a fairy tale thing? I don't get it. Oh, I can tell you. You want me to re real quick? I t I took the stats of all this. Uh, we got and we're gonna run to the break here in just a second, Devlin. But I'm I had the stat. Somebody charted this out uh, since 2013. Uh. Phil, which is, I, I'm not even going to try to say his full name. It's like Philip Philosonic or something crazy like that. Uh, he has been right on this one, two, three, four times. Since 2013? Since 2013. Oh, so it's the opposite. He's been wrong his last two. And his last two, he saw, the sh he did see a shadow in the last two. Okay, cool. What I, I, hey, the cold weather, it's helping me, though. So Yeah. <laughs> Big boy season just getting extended a little bit longer, a little bit longer. Jump in on the phone line, 615-844-5600. Good afternoon. Traffic's building once again out here on the south loop, the west loop. It's increasing with that traffic on 24 as you continue out through Rutherford County and towards Coffee County. Uh, Wilson County traffic's been in pretty good shape for the most part. Just watch for tons of radar down I-40 around 840. Hey, be sure to stop by both locations of Princess Hot Chicken for the $7 deal. You can also scan your QR code and vote for Princess Hot Chicken for the best hot chicken in Middle Tennessee. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Individual rates, coverage, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. If you're a small business owner, listen up. Pi Insurance wants to give you one of those aha moments, the kind that could save you money. Workers' comp is probably one of the biggest costs you face. But did you know that insurance providers have flexibility in setting their prices? That's right. But many don't bother giving small businesses the savings you deserve. Instead, you can get lumped in with other businesses and overcharged. Pi Insurance was created to change that. With Pi, you get a quote tailored specifically to your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle and no hidden fees. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go, 
billing. Your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate. So your workers' comp audit experience is simplified. Take three minutes to see how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote at IWantPi.com. That's IWantPie.com. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. It's a Bill King show. Smoked a turkey. Smoked it about nine hours. You know the little red button? I've never liked that, first of all, and I don't trust it. The internal temperature is what you should trust, not the stupid red button. That red button never popped out either, and I was, I was starting to get worried because my wife likes the red button. I don't. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dreams. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Your exclusive Nashville Sports Radio WNSR Skyscan forecast for this afternoon. Slight chance of rain and snow showers mixed, a high near 40. For tonight, cloudy, a low of 25 expected. Utilizing the resources the show of the weather that would make network visiting on Nashville aliens Sports blow Radio up our planet. on WNSR's Rick stretch. Bennett. Sports Radio The afternoon stretch, Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams. Remember, we got Vandy women's basketball later tonight, much later, 8 p.m. start, I believe, on that one here tonight. Jake Lyman on call. We'll actually talk to Jake at 525 today at 440 here in the next segment. We will have Arya Gerson joining us of the Tennessee as well, talk about Stackhouse, talk about Vandy baseball, whole lot of fun stuff going on there as well. 615-844-5600. If you want to jump in on the line, we want to talk to you. Want some good callers on this Thursday. Get in on the phone lines if you're out there in radio land. Jeff in the borough. Jeff, how you doing, buddy? I'm all right. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Happy uh, Groundhog's Day to you. Have you repeated this day a bunch? Uh, no. I, I, uh, I try not to repeat one day after the other. There's only so many hours a day. So yeah. kind of go with the flow. You know, I you know, was supposed to. Do some games Tuesday night. They didn't play. They played last night. So but they, they, they did get them in, so that's a good thing. We don't have to wait two weeks for them to play. So they finally got them in. But I didn't want to say this year about uh, Mr. Burns from Hendersonville preseason All-American there. No, I didn't hear that. It, they they had they had uh, five of them, Tennessee. Burns is first team. Uh, they're, where their whole rotation is, is their pro kicking weekend rotation. That Dollander's first team. And then Drew Beanport, he's from Blackman. He's third team. He's third team, the three pitchers are their three pitchers, and they got a short, some shortstop with third team, with third team All American. So I guess they had, this is five, but I guess they, I think, I guess they, 
I guess they can't, uh, they can't count. I only count four here, so I guess they can't count to five or four. Of course, I did see a story today where they uh, they said they had a big deficit in their athletic department, even though they took in the most revenue they ever had in their whole history, their athletic department. They're still lost money. So, Who, Which school are you talking about? Tennessee. 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 Oh, yeah. That just feels like it's taxes, right? Like taxes, that's the way to get out of taxes. Probably how they they spend when they go to bowl games. They take 300 people and the band cheerleaders and and 10,000 alumni. They take all them and pay them free to give them a hotel. But if you have a deficit, you don't have to pay as much taxes, right? Well, you don't pay any taxes if you have a deficit. Well, it's a state fund. I'm not going to claim I know how the financials work. I don't know how to do it either. either, But I know if I take it a bunch of revenue, I'm going to try not to be in debt. I can really say that right now. But Tennessee, they, they learn how to be in debt. But, of course, they lost last night, so they know all about that. <laughs> regular season Rick, regular season Rick couldn't hang with Florida, so he can't hang with Kentucky. Yeah, regular season Rick's starting to have some uh, come down on that name. It's about to just yeah. be Rick, you know. Like, no, no, <laughs> it's not about to be good anywhere. Well, he's regular season. He couldn't hang with Kentucky, and he probably said, said like a bump on a log and a O'Connell there and didn't call a timeout last night. He probably, He's probably going to do it Saturday when they play Auburn, so. I get that by Auburn Saturday, I believe. I think it's at Auburn. I can't remember. But he'll probably sit there like a bump on a log without calling. And then some reporter will ask him, why didn't you call one? He said, well, if I thought it would help us, I'd call it. So, you know, who knows? I mean, you know, coaches are Tennessee way, played so. flat last night, though. They were just terrible. I mean, that was not a – there wasn't like a shot where you're like, are they going to catch the wind or something? And that's kind of what this team feels like is that when they're behind, they don't have the right team to – stay to come back from moments like that they have a good team to stay above somebody but they don't have that team that can really come back from a deficit that's what it feels like to me when i watch them yeah. play. well what, what about i was gonna ask you i know y'all don't want to talk about this but what about Alabama? they come back and beat you know they lose that big game bell clone and come back at home and beat the brakes off of Vanderbilt. because i'm sure you're gonna talk about it with the uh sports writer there at five o'clock and talk about that and Baseball yeah, we talked about it yesterday, though, Jeff. I mean, it's, yeah, we saw uh, the idea a little bit yesterday. Yeah, it was uh, it was tough. I mean, there was part of it that he knew Alabama was very upset to lose that game, and and Vanderbilt put themselves in a situation. Even with the starting five that came out, uh, Stackhouse put himself in a situation that was just everyone was confused about from the beginning of the game. I think it speaks to both both teams pretty well. Vanderbilt is in the dumps, but you don't beat a team by 60 and not be a good team, so Alabama... Let me, me ask you, did she say, I didn't hear, I heard some of it yesterday in the old thing, uh, but um, did she say anything about them? Did she think that Stackhouse is on the hot feet or anything? Did she say anything about that? Or, Are you talking, talking about, about Ari? That? We're, we're going to talk to... We didn't talk to her yesterday. Oh, I thought you said you talked to her yesterday. No, no, no. We talked about the game yesterday. Ari is oh, actually going to come oh, okay. on next segment. Okay. Yeah, Ari well, will be on next segment. But do you, think, do you think he's on the hot feet? Do you think he can be gone this year? I put it out on Twitter. I put a poll out on Twitter, and uh, majority of people said no, that he I will make it know. to the end of this season at least. Uh, after the season, I don't know, but I know a lot of people that – that are sorry, that, that he would make it. Uh, I know a lot of people that voted yes said, I put yes, I hope he doesn't make it to the end of the season. Yeah. Well, let me ask you one final thing about – I was looking at uh, signing day yesterday. A couple of kids from Hendersonville. There's some tight end dicks in this uh, linebacker Bronco. They pretty good. At, they went to Tennessee Tech. Are they pretty good ball players? I mean – who were the who are the names again? Sorry, the, the, the first guy's name is a linebacker's name was Broncos. He was named after Denver Broncos, and somebody some tight end. His last name was Nicks. Both played in Hendersonville. They signed with Tennessee Tech. I could, it, it could have been just so long now since the high school season, but I've forgotten both of those names. Yeah, his first name was Bronco. <laughs> his first name was Bronco. He, he was named after Denver Broncos. Would say it. 
Yeah. That's what he's named after. So I don't know, but I said, "How about maybe you? You? I bet you did hear me about sure." And they, I know they had that running back, and I'm sure he's the one. So where was his name? That little, that short guy running back, Stebbin Mac. Yes, yeah, Stebbin yeah, Mac. Well, yeah. Uh, last I saw, he had some uh, offers, but I hadn't seen if he committed anywhere though. But yeah, no, I didn't know. I, I thought I thought he might because he was really good. I'm the night. worst about keeping up with that stuff, Jeff. I just well, there's I mean, so well, much in the day. Why, you know? that's, why, that's why you need to talk to Womble. He's got that big job with Main Street Media, now making all that money. You need to talk to Womble. He can give you a loan. It's a Womble saves a loan. Y'all go up there and get you one, bro. You can get you one too this weekend. He's open from six to twelve, so I'll yeah. go up there and get you a, a loan this weekend. Y'all hang in there, guys. Have a good weekend. Hey, thanks, Jeff. 615-844-5600 if you want to jump in. Uh, I'll save the Vandy stuff for when Aria gets on. I, I, I want to talk we about We can talk about Tennessee. I want to talk about something with it because I've, I've had time to more chew on it. Yesterday, Magic Dave called, and I, I think because the show ended so early yesterday that it's just, you know, we were done. You know what I mean? It was already kind of done, so I haven't really got – didn't even have time to really think about it in the moment. Magic Dave called in and, and – talked about like one I don't know if he was so much upset with you but he was talking about why he likes Stackhouse and I and I understand it and, and it was something to the to the effect that he saw him somewhere that he went to go have lunch I'm paraphrasing it somewhat you can go back and re-listen to the show tomorrow if you want and that he you know Stackhouse was nice to him I don't want anyone to think that we're questioning that Stackhouse is a good or bad guy right frankly I could care less I could care less what Stackhouse does. I would assume he's a nice guy. You don't really get jobs like that by being a like a douchebag. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And what what we care about though, what I'll care about with with Vrabel or Tim Corbin or uh, you know just name name a name a name name a head coach. I care about results on the field on the court. That's what I care about, and that's where we're talking about Stackhouse. He could be a really nice guy. In game, he could be a you know a bit of a hard ass, or you know wants to run around and and you know get, takes everything so offensively. But I don't care what he's doing off the court. On the court, what happened yesterday or two days two days ago now was terrible. It was terrible for Vanderbilt, and and so that's all we're talking about, you know. And I understand there's probably a lot of people like like Dave and 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 others that are fans of Jerry Stackhouse because they met them and they liked them and they were nice. That's cool. They can be nice, but losing sucks all the same. So would you trade a nice guy for a winner who you don't like meeting? Yeah. That's that's the that's the that's question me. that fans have to look at. Yeah. And, the, and that's where you come from. That's where you're saying. Yeah. No, and I I mentioned it. I liked Coach Mason. That's That was my whole monologue yesterday. I liked Coach Mason. It's not like I didn't like him, but when things were so objectively awful, you can't even make an excuse for it. I, you, you have to call it out and say what it is and detach emo- your emotional connection to people and do what's best for everybody because that's one man, and it's a program of like 200 people that winning and losing, our quality of life depends on it. And we were losing, and we were losing bad. So that's the way it is. Um. With Coach Stackhouse, it's it's it seems like a lot of the same thing. I don't I when I came up, it's funny, you know. I got to Vanderbilt and I was never supposed to play. My teammates hated me. Well, not my not all my teammates, but the old, other O linemen hated me. They thought I didn't belong. My coaches hated me. Uh, when I went to meetings, they were talking about actively trying to get me to transfer. My strength coach was out to get me. Uh, and then all of a sudden I was a starter, and when I was a starter, I was a scapegoat. I went in front of the cameras all the time, 
they told me all the time, you're you you better be accountable for this product. The run game sucks, so we're gonna put you up there and you better answer for it. And I went, Yes, sir. And now I hold that same standard to other coaches and people are thinking I think they're a bad guy. That's just the way I that's just the way I came up. And that's the way I like if I do if I do if I perform terribly, I go and I say, Yeah, that was unacceptable. And it's not that hard. But it seems when other people are just like, oh, you know, we're trying different things or we're trying to establish a culture. Try not to swear. That's bull. That's bull, dude. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's different strokes for different folks, right? Like there there's definitely if that's what you want in your coaching, fine. I can tell you on this show, we don't want that. I don't care if you're the nicest guy in the world. And frankly, I do care a little I do care a little bit if you're a douchebag. But if you're winning, if you're James Franklin, I'll deal with it. Yeah. I will deal with it. Now, the way he handled the whole situation and was lying, uh, like when I'm I'm talking about the criminality side of what happened at Vanderbilt, that's also no go. You can right. Be, there's lines. You to can it, be a controlled monster. I know I get in trouble for this take every now and then because I don't want nice guys on the team, and it sucks because I had a lot of nice guys on the Vanderbilt football team, and they couldn't play football worth a lick. And that's fine if you're untalented. If you're untalented, you better have an edge. But we had guys who were untalented and very nice and gentle and sweet, and now they're married and they're going to have kids and they're going to have jobs, and that's great. You did not belong on an SEC football team. and But you also don't have to be a criminal. Like right. I, like how is how, like is that is that such a nuanced take that goes over people's heads? Same thing with coaching. You don't have to be the angriest, meanest guy in the world. But if you're gonna lose by sixty, you better pick it up. I don't know. It's yeah. not it doesn't seem like that insane of a take to me. No, no. I, I think it's fair for people if you want to say, I like him, he's nice, I met him, he, you know, gave my child a high five, whatever that is, cool. That's that's your prerogative. Be okay then for losing when that comes up because look this is the other side you can be a nice guy and still win that that that's also absolutely that can 100 happen that can 100 happen but it i'm we're not like saying Tony one Dungy, is the other he was like everyone the treated him like guy. he was got he was jesus on earth he was he's the nicest guy in the world nicest guy in the world and he frankly would have had another super bowl ring uh, if Buccaneers didn't move on for him and bring in John Gruden, because that was basically Tony Dungy's team that won that Tampa Bay team. Different story for another day. But still, you can do that, and it can work out. It's just – I'm saying I don't care about any of the off-the-field thoughts or anything like that. I care less. Obviously, to a point, right, if somebody's out there murdering people, no. that's I, I do care about that at that point. But if he doesn't he- take your autograph – and you're like, oh, he was mean to me. Then I okay, is he winning? Is she winning? That's all I care about. I don't I don't care about the rest of it. Well, what's the culture like too? Frankly, I don't know if you've seen Memorial Gymnasium pictures. No one goes to those games. It's it's been it's been it's been a travesty this season. They've had a few one or two when they got some momentum, but the second it crumbles, it crumbles. Yeah. There's really no culture to it. Um, I think that's what a lot of people have a problem with. And he treats the regular season, and this is what I'll ask Ario, but he treats the regular season. It's like he's using his his disciplinary like mindset as like a cop-out. He's like, yeah, you know, these are our best players and our starters. They laugh too much, so now they're going to get benched, and now we're going to play these guys. So when he does lose to inevitably in Alabama, he's like, oh, okay, you know, well, we had to discipline our team. That's not a cop-out. That's, frankly, you're you're – you're the biggest hurdle this team has to overcome. Yeah. I don't. Hey, we've had some people. Zach, I love Zach Cunningham. Great dude. Genuinely, I do love him. 
great dude. Dude would go to the bathroom during every meeting for 30 minutes. Dude would do nothing but play Mortal Kombat. He frankly wasn't nearly as invested. And he was our best player. So he played every snap. And we beat Georgia because of it. Yeah. Because of that one guy. It's not fair. So Jerry Stackhouse, you lost by 60. If people are calling. People are all over. All, it, go, go look up at Vandy AD on the Twitter search bar. It's just thousands. It's unironically thousands of tweets of people like, do it. Do it. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Jerry Stackhouse? If you want to blame other people or media or me or mean tweets, go for it. It's all on you, buddy. It was your team. Yeah. Blame Devlin. That, yeah, blame Devlin. Devlin is the prime suspect here. <laughs> If baseball goes down, it's all because I moved here. <laughs> it really, it if really. Baseball goes down. Vanderbilt is. I mean, I, yeah, that's Vanderbilt's uh, in trouble. Oh no, <laughs> that's real bad. Uh, all right, we're gonna have Ari Gerson on when we return. If you want to jump in, six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. Back after this here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. The traffic volume has increased in the last few minutes on 24 East at 440. you got all this traffic on 24 out past Bell Road towards Rutherford County. 65 has been in good shape so far as you continue down into Brentwood, Franklin. A little bit of radar. 65 into Robertson and Wilson County this afternoon. Hey, Snapdragon Hemp. Serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products across Tennessee. They've got it all. Edibles, flowers, concentrates that are online for your order. Snapdragonhemp.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com. You can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at T-Line Nash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville. Nashville's first curling venue is here. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. 
As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. Golfers, tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldwideGolfShops.com and reserve your free custom fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. I bought a piano for Grace, okay, when she was like 12 years old, and she was really good. Uh, just to get the piano out of the house, uh, and I couldn't sell it, do you know who I gave it to? Kelly Holcomb. Did you really? For, for, his, da- for his daughter, who's now uh, the leading scorer at Lipscomb ba- Women's Basketball. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton, WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. The show that makes the average person say, hey, I can do that. The Afternoon Stretch. The Afternoon Stretch. Brenna Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Didn't get to have her on last week, but wanted to pick back up on our weekly hits with Aria Gerson, Vanderbilt beat writer for the Tennessee. And you can follow her on Twitter at Aria underscore Gerson. Aria, thanks so much for jumping back on with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's start off with the the elephant in the room, and that is the 60, what was it, 66 point differential between Alabama and Vanderbilt. Set a record. Set a record by Alabama. It's Alabama's in SEC. Yeah. Yeah. It set the set the point differential record for Alabama in SEC play. So pretty cool. It's uh, a lot of play on Twitter with this, and I think you probably. I know you've seen it too, Aria. <laughs> uh, just Bandy AD, do it. I mean, yeah. that was like the tweet that just kept getting retweeted and quote tweeted. And uh, what were your thoughts on that game from beginning to end? Because a lot of people were confused at just the starting five, which I know you've talked about a million times here. Yeah, I mean, what I can tell you is that we asked Stackhouse about the starting five and, you know, what what that was doing. And and it was, you know, intended to send a message to certain players who he felt were, you know, not having the right attitude in practice. Um, you know, that's the same reason why Tyron Lawrence didn't play. Now, you know, what you what people think of that, people obviously are going to have their own opinion on uh, whether that is, you know, a good solution or not. But that was the reasoning that we were given for that starting lineup. Um, regardless, I think that uh, no matter who was in the game, it just was bad um, on Tuesday you know, the the starting five that, that they put out there didn't really do any better or worse than any other group. They all, you know, were not good. 
uh, you know, you lose by 57 points, there isn't really any, you know, positive takeaways from that. Uh, now, you know, it, it was on some level, like, definitely that Alabama was was very motivated by their loss to Oklahoma when it, on Saturday. But, you know, it's still not acceptable to be losing by, by 57 points um, for really any reason. And I think that they have to be careful here that, you know, there's they're not losing the locker room, that players aren't aren't quitting or turning out, tuning out, you know, whether that is happening or not. You know, I'm not going to speculate, but, you know, that needs to be pulled back you know, and I think this weekend against Ole Miss is if there's a game that, that that's going to happen, you know, that's a pretty good game for it to happen. Aria, is that, am I off base with this? Because I don't, I'm not at the pressers like you are. I'm not, I'm not as in touch on the beat as you are, you know, but Jerry Stackhouse seems to not really take like a firm accountability for like results. He'll be like, well, we did this or we did this and I'm secure in this and, and, and I mean, as a former athlete, that frankly, it just bothers me. Am I off base? Has he done that in these interviews? Because it's not, it's not any soundbite or quote that I see. It just seems like, you know, to be quite frank, it seems like these roster change-ups and this non-practicing and this disciplinary stuff, it just seems like excuses. That's what it feels like to me. Am I off base with that? What it seems from his press conferences is that he is intending to challenge the players to take accountability. I think that's the intention of what he's doing to challenge the players to, to take accountability for, you know, mm. I guess how they're practicing um, and, and how they're playing, whether that's working, I think is a question that, you know, whether, whether that is sending the correct message, you know, I think is worth questioning. I think the, the intention is to try to, get players to take accountability instead of making excuses. But you haven't seen a ton of like Stackhouse himself saying that he takes accountability. It's more of trying to challenge the players to do so from my perspective. Has there been a noticeable drop off of the fan base on an in-person stance? Like when we go to Memorial is, you know, when I was in school, Memorial was packed. It was energetic. Do you feel like it's losing that energy? Like when we saw with the Derek Basin years or maybe the first year of Clark Lee where, frankly, it was just, you know, low energy. Is that kind of the vibe around Vanderbilt basketball right now, or is there some sort of optimism somewhere? Um, I mean, this season, like, as far now, as far as the attendance goes, that, I mean, it's, it's dropped off since COVID. Uh, it's actually better this year than it was last year, but – uh, that's not to say a ton. Um, now, as far as actual vibe, I think that's not exactly the same question as the attendance, because I think the vibe, you know, uh, it's varied this season. I think there's been parts of the season where there's been more optimism. I think the Arkansas game is one I can point to that, you know, there actually was a pretty good crowd and there was a lot of optimism after that game. Um, but I think it's, it's probably going to be kind of hard to, to regain that after, you know, losing by 57 points. Um, I suppose it, it could be possible, but 
probably not. Um, just just from a vibes perspective, uh, you know, again, I don't know how many people are going to show up on Saturday or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's there's definitely vibes have definitely dropped off since that game. But it's also I wouldn't say it's been one vibe the whole season. I say it's gone back and forth. Uh, talking with Ari Gerson, Vanderbilt beat writer for the Tennessean. This Ole Miss game coming up this Saturday, uh, one, people showing up or not, uh, if Vandy doesn't show up and they lose that game to Ole Miss, what does that do for Stackhouse this season? I mean, there once again, there's already a large contingent of people that want Stackhouse out. Is a loss like that against Ole Miss, and let us just say even if it's a close loss of any kind of caliber, is is that a is that going to be a real defining characteristic of this season and why we may see Stackhouse moved on from at some point maybe this off season or anything like that? Yeah. Well, so I'll say a couple things. First is that just from a mid season coaching changes in basketball are pretty rare unless there is a scandal and especially, you know, a lot of mid-season changes that do happen, happen before conference play starts, like in December. And so I would not expect for there to be, if there is a firing for it to happen, you know, immediately, like now, if, if that happens, it would probably be, you know, in March. Um, with that being said, I think that as far as, you know, evaluating that, that situation goes, I wouldn't say it's one game per se. I would, you know, if they lose to Ole Miss, that's not good, but it's not, you know, the one thing that's gonna, you know, get him fired or whatever. It would be more of like just another, you know, thing that, that, you know, they, they also lost to Grambling and they haven't made the tournament and, you know, they lost by 57 to Alabama and, you know, all those various things that, that could be adding up. Um, but I don't think that losing to Ole Miss would be like the thing that that would be the catalyst for that, if you know what I'm saying. I think right. it would just be more of like there's too many of these sort of things that have been happening as opposed to that being the one like horrible thing. But yeah, certainly up. I think that they need to beat I mean, they need to beat Ole Miss. I'm not saying that they don't, but I'm just saying that I don't think that would be the thing. I think it would be one of the things. Go check her out on Twitter. Follow all her work there at Aria underscore Gerson. Also, can see her in the Tennessee and Vanderbilt beat writer. Aria, thank you so much for jumping on with us. Yep, thank you. Always good stuff from Aria. We got to run to a break. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. Good afternoon. The traffic volume has increased in the last few minutes on 24 East at 440. you got all this traffic on 24 out past Bell Road towards Rutherford County. 65 has been in good shape so far as you continue down into Brentwood, Franklin. A little bit of radar, 65 into Robertson and Wilson County this afternoon. Hey, Snapdragon Hemp, serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products across Tennessee. They've got it all. Edibles, flowers, concentrates that are online for your order. Snapdragonhemp.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 
Individual rates, coverage offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Not available in all areas. Actual Pie customer. As a small business, we're always looking for ways that we can offer the quality product and get some cost savings. Meet Michelle from J.J. Fister Distilling Company, a small business in California. When looking for workers' comp coverage tailored to the company's needs, she discovered Pie Insurance. We heard about Pie Insurance being geared for a small business, gave Pie a call, and ended up switching. Is your small business overpaying for workers' comp insurance see how much you can save at iwantpie.com plus when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing your premium is based on your actual payroll not an estimate so your workers comp audit experience is simplified we saved about 30 percent off of our workers comp insurance when we switched to pie it's as easy as pie to get the savings you deserve what are you waiting for ask your agent for pie or get a quote in three minutes at iwantpie.com that's iwantpie.com Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. Catch your Grizzlies Sunday at 5 when they take on the Toronto Raptors for their annual Faith and Family Night. Faith and Family Night features a post-game worship service with Bluff City praise led by Effie Johnson, as well as a faith-based Q&A conversation with Grizzlies forward Jake Laravia. Grab your tickets by visiting grizzlies.com or calling 901-888-HOOP today. From Nashville's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Every weekday afternoon, 2 to 4, live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio, it's the McFarlane Show. It's Darren. It's Justin. It's 50 years of Nashville Sports Radio coverage. A show that's genuine, it's real, it's fun, it's passionate. We welcome your phone calls, and we mean it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The afternoon stretch. Eventually, they'll have music beds for men. First hour of the afternoon stretch coming up to a close. Good interview there with Ari Gerson. If you want to check that out, WNSR.com. Click the afternoon stretch tab. Be able to hear that right away. We didn't even really get to talk about baseball, which is like the light at the end of the tunnel for Vanderbilt fans, to be yeah, quite frank. Yeah, 17th. That's how uh, soon they'll be playing. We should go to a game. Always down to go to the Hawk. Uh, they, I think every year I say that too. I'm like, I want to go to the a game. The problem is, is that the ones before March and during March are, frankly, freezing. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's. I mean, we're gonna like you know we're about to have a big snow. Yeah. Like we had the ice hit, obviously, like two days ago Don't or whatever. Say that. It's gonna hit. Don't say there's gonna be. A this is snow. always when the big snow hits. It, it's like late February, early March. That's what. I mean, what? That's what it was last year. Oh my. And the year before that, we're gonna have one big snow. Just be ready for it. 
Get your salt. Grab your bread. Your bread. Your you bread. know, do all your stuff now. It's going to happen. Like, even if it doesn't happen this year, it's going to happen at some point. Like, just be prepared for it, you stupids. What are you doing? Listeners are starting to piss me off today. I don't know what's up. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> 615-844-5600. I, I hate unpreparedness. Be prepared, you know? It's like, uh, I forget, forget what Disney movie is. Like be right prepared. There. Lion King. First hour's done, second hour coming up. Michelle Franzen. The Biden administration has implemented new rules to limit the number of asylum seekers at the southern border, saying it inherited a broken system. And when President Biden took office, he created a task force aimed at reuniting the nearly 4,000 children that were separated from the family at the U.S.-Mexico border under the Trump administration. ABC's Andy Field has an update. U.S. Homeland Security saying it's reconnected 74 percent of the more than 3,800 children separated at the border under President Trump's immigration policy. Policies. There are still nearly 150 children that did not reunite with their parents. DHS says it's working to fix that. From a separation policy, the Biden administration says should have never happened. The Republican-led House today blocked Representative Ilhan Omar from sitting on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, the first African-born member of Congress, will no longer serve on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. That's after House Republicans banded together Thursday to kick her off the panel, citing past anti-Semitic remarks by the Minnesota Democrat. Democrats say the vote was in retaliation for when its leaders blocked far-right Republicans from the Intelligence Committee because of violent and threatening rhetoric. Ann Flaherty, ABC News, Washington. The series of ice storms are being blamed for at least eight deaths, mostly in the South this week, due to accidents on icy roads. And it's also taking a toll on flights around the country. Here's ABC's Alex Stone. Again today, hundreds of flights have been canceled in the U.S. with American Airlines, Southwest, and American's regional partners feeling the biggest impact. The two main Dallas airports and Austin have the most canceled flights. It's been a week of problems for airlines like American and Southwest that have large operations in Texas. And don't put those coats and hats away in Pennsylvania. The famous groundhog, Punxsutawney Phil, saw his shadow today at celebrations at Gobbler's Knob, signaling six more weeks of winter. You're listening to ABC News. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get a five Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petit fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks, where's the beef, you tell them, Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville, Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. Give the show a couple of weeks. You're not going to like it. Nobody likes this show the first time they heard it. My wife hated the show. I married her. Give it two weeks. If after two weeks you can honestly say to me, you know what? I listened every day for two weeks, and the truth is I hate you more now than I did the first day. And I'm going to be man enough to say to you, you know what? You probably aren't that smart. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. 
Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on, 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. Today on Hey Culligan, smooth skin and soft hair comes from where? Here's Mike. Hey Culligan, I've tried every conditioner, lotion, and body wash known to man, and my skin still feels like sandpaper. It could be your water, Mike. Oh, that's harsh. More like hard water. Are you interested in smart, high-efficiency water softeners from Culligan Water? Huh? Want baby smooth skin and soft, luxurious hair? <laughs> yeah, can you hurry? I have a date tonight. We're already on the way, Mike. Let us help you out with the free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Stay calm. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the Afternoon Stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. Second hour of the afternoon stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. Bruno Reagan, Devlin McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fund Center studio. Here till 6 o'clock. And then later tonight, way after us, Vandy Women's Basketball, Jake Lyman on the call. Devlin McKenzie here and producing as well. He'll be here. Devlin's going to be here. It's a long day for Devlin. Night owl. Night owl. I, really just a real grinder of, of uh, a lot of kinds but you know somebody's got to show up just out here doing it and you make it happen mm-hmm. you know that's that's the thing you go you go unsung you know jake lyman does a great job I, I think jake does a great job first year coming in after charlie Maddows. uh you know he's he's doing a tremendous job nobody gives you the credit though jake does oh jake does well good you shout out after every show yeah yeah what, what does he say shout, shout out, out to, to the number producer. one yeah yeah McKenzie, which i appreciate because jake lyman is awesome there you go Taking on Missouri. Hey, we were talking about accountability a lot with Jerry Stackhouse, but you want to know who doesn't have any accountability? <laughs> Jerry Jones. That dude is just like, we're Yeah, on. you're one to talk about this, so let's get into that story. Because I just love I just love how people are in these positions of power, higher up, and it's not about what's really going on. It's Billionaire. About, yeah, it's about the narrative, right? So it's like Jerry Jones is like, the Eagles are all in this year. That's why they're in the Super Bowl. They went all in, much like the Rams last year. The Cowboys are a long-term plan. Jerry, please, we're... Some people are stupid and won't believe that. I'm not... They well, what do you expect them to say? No, how, about, how about nothing? <laughs> how about nothing? That's not going to happen. What about that? He's got how so about much shut money. Shut up. He's got so much money. He can make you disappear, Bruno. Like that. Like that. Who, me? And then, me? And then, and then I you have... You severely underestimate me. I have I have another guest. That's how quickly he has. That's how much money. I have another host with me. And don't skip a beat. And Devlin's like, I love this guy. Terrence, whoever it is, I don't know. Yeah, he has so much money and he can do whatever he wants. His team can't make the conference championships. NFL's He's rigged. such a legend. <laughs> money controls everything. And Jerry Jones can make anything happen except have a good football team. But don't worry. It's all part of some in, in, in like innate master plan. <laughs> Like, well, it's look, so, it's so the crazy. 90s happened. They were good in the 90s. But it, it it's just, it is tough for him now. I think, 
they're almost they're a victim of their own success. That's the real side of it. Because people have such high expectations because of the Dallas Cowboys name. Whether you like them or not, it doesn't matter. Because you you do inherently have that because of what the Americans te- America's team mantra and all that kind of stuff. They're, it's associated with them. So you just have this mindset. And Jerry Jones is obviously no, the building the, of that. You have this owner that's like, we're going to change coaches. We're going to change everything. I'm. What's the common denominator of the Cowboys sucking? And who's been there for all the sucking? Jerry Jones. He just doesn't have the, the pride. He doesn't have the accountability to be able to be like, maybe I'm the problem and step back and leave it to other people. It's that, it's that guy's fault. Could be. Uh, yeah, it is. Could be. Uh, it could also be they're just doomed. I don't know. But, uh, that Frankly, I hope that doomish spreads to the Colts. Uh, <laughs> everyone there gets fired and all their families go hungry. So. Jeff Saturday, uh, it's starting to look like they're having a third day. Did you see that for the NFL? Hey, Colts? Jeff Saturday. Third day of hiring. Also, hey, Jeff Saturday. Or interview, sorry. Jeff Saturday. Uh, yeah, believe me or not with sources, quote unquote, or whatever. It's Jeff Saturday, joke. Like, great player. You did your thing. <laughs> joke. Who is he? Yeah, that's a great point. I think Thibodeau had something uh, going with that. Did you see Thibodeau did it again, too? I know we're bouncing around on topics that's fine. here. But did you yeah, see did. Thibodeau did it again to Joe Staley? Well, frankly, Th- Thibodeau has now proven himself. It's not that he didn't know who Jeff Saturday was. It's that Thibodeau, like most NFL players, are frankly dumb. So he doesn't have a good comeback to because, ha- frankly, Thibodeau, it, he, he's a rookie. You get time. Michael Strahan said it best in the replies. You know, it's like, ah, he had more sacks than I think my rookie year, so which is great. Fair. Talent that's yet to be had. But he had four sacks, and Joe Saylor was like, you are talking crazy for a guy with four sacks. And he was like, who are you? It's, and that's uh, you, know, you know what Thibodeau's becoming? He, he's becoming uh, Randy Orton. Remember Randy Orton? He was oh, like Randy the legend Orton. killer, and he would hit him with the RKO. It'd be like some legendary wrestler show up, and then all of a sudden Randy Randy Orton would just come out of nowhere and he hit him with the RKO. Now that's like the that's the same version of Thibodeau, just saying, "Who are you?" Any of this say anything to him? I would say you were right. <laughs> I'm starting Thib- to like it for some reason. I would say you were right if he was ra- if the Randy Orton thing would be right if Thibodeau was a world champion or an All Pro <laughs> or something like that. But frankly, Thibodeau is a first round draft pick that. Got four sacks. Yeah. <laughs> You're, he's an There's average player. There's something that I like about it. I don't know what it is. No, that's fair. I don't yeah. know why I'm starting to like it because I thought it was stupid at first. But there's just something about, like, he, that's it. That's his that, – that's the, 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 the pink suit guy. My right? tra- you know what I mean? He's yeah. got his thing now. My trash Who are you? I feel like my trash talking need like, for me to enjoy someone's trash talking, it needs to be layered. It can't just be your mom or you suck. <laughs> like this I'm not kidding. Like we would I would be on a on a, in a game beating someone 20 points and they'd be like you're trash. I'm just like this is all you got? That's the only thing you can think about? <laughs> Maybe you were trash. Did you ever I, think about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly not. <laughs> I yeah, I know. The trash talking is is something. Well, especially for you this year in the USFL like Oh, you that's, have a mic on you. Oh, well, that's the best is everyone's like, well. You just need to have pre-planned statements, I'll, you know I'll, what I mean? I'll we'll na- make some flashcards. I'll name drop, I'll name drop uh, Bielami. He was the D-end for the uh, Breakers, mm. New Orleans Breakers. They beat the hell out of us. That's fine. They earned that win. And he was, that dude talks a lot. And it doesn't get into my head. It get, it, I think it got into a few of my teammates' heads. because. But at the end of the day, he's like, you suck, Wilson. My brother, 
we are all in the USFL. <laughs> we all, frankly, we are all. Deficient. It's a privilege for everybody to be here. We are all, <laughs> frankly, we are all deficient in something. <laughs> so. yeah, king, king of the poop hill. I mean, there's really something to it. People love being the king of the poop hill. No matter what. And now we can just get, I mean, you want to talk about bouncing topics. If I see someone in the Memphis hub wearing Gucci, I'm going to, I'm going to go up and say something at this point. (laughs) I'm going to go up and say something. I know we're all making the same. There are no secrets. John Franklin can. Yeah, he was, he was was a Netflix star and all that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good, I don't know. He, that. No, he can't. I, would, I won't let him. No, he was a high end player in college, Auburn. Yeah, no, he was he was dog in East Mississippi when it counted. Yeah, that's that's a real that's a real side of it. He should, the one game the Auburn scout showed up. He had like six touchdowns, <laughs> and that that was the only game that he did anything. No, yeah, and the way I like me and him broke the ice. You would you'll like it. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I shouldn't talk about things, but it's really probably shouldn't. Bad. It's if not you that think bad. you should, you shouldn't. That's what I always say. No, if I if I'm like double thinking, if you think about it, you're like no. But if I'm double thinking it, that's like maybe it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I um uh, I always like am super when it comes to like the work. I usually never like relax. Like I'm always like locked in. I'm 30 minutes early. I was the first person in every meeting for Tampa Bay. I was there first every time. Ask anybody. But um one day I was like I'm getting older. Maybe I should try. I took one of my little CBD gummies before a meeting. I was like, let's just see how it goes. And I was like, I was like, a, I was different. You weren't and he, there. And he, he taps, he sees, because I'm in the front. So <laughs> he sat right here to me. He just taps me on the shoulder and I turn around and look at him and he looks at me. He goes, he just starts laughing so hard because he can see my eyes. Uh, and that's how we met and became friends. So that was funny. That was like three weeks in though. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a big name. I remember when hearing his name, I was like, wow, your team really did have big names on it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Papali, obviously. Yeah, well, John Franklin was inactive the first week. I was like, why is this guy inactive? Well, he wasn't playing any special teams, and we had like 38 active rosters. Mm. So it, it just, the numbers just didn't work out. And he, obviously, he was upset about it. And I was I was like, this is this guy's a stud. Why is he inactive? He was inactive, and then he wasn't inactive the rest of the season and was our deep ball threat. And he, hey, fast. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. No, I mean, there's there's different levels of speed, and that guy, especially in college, had different levels of speed. Uh, I want to talk about some stuff we didn't get to get to yesterday because of all the news locally, and then the shortened show, obviously. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan, not Shanahan, Shanahana, Kyle Shanahan uh, came out and just just flat out said it. I loved it. Jimmy G, there's no shot he's here next His year. His GM was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> No shot Jimmy G is going to be here. If you're hearing that, I do think it has the local tie for the Titans. That means they're going to be in on Brock Purdy and Trey, Trey Lance. Absolutely. No, the, the, uh, Trey Lance to Titans, that was like a 1% chance happening. Now it's frankly zero. Yeah. And did you see Aaron Rodgers at his little golf thing he was doing today? I don't even know what Celebrity it was. Celebrity Pro-Am at Pebble Brook. <laughs> Uh, it won't be the Niners. <laughs> That's the only thing he said. They're like, you give us any any indication? So Niners, yeah, they'll be in on Purdy and Lance, and they'll have some third stringer back up Lance because Lance will be back from injury first, I think. I don't know. It sucks that both of them are injured, though. Yeah, one one was six months in Brock Purdy, and then the other is, like, yeah, he's probably yeah, they're probably about the same time. Honestly, they're going to be about the same time. Uh, yeah, I don't know, because what do you do if they're both like struggling to get back right at the end? Yeah, Jimmy G sitting there. I mean, unless he gets picked up by another team, Tennessee Titans. 
I just can't believe that they're just like, yeah, no. I mean, it's been like this with Jimmy G his entire no, career. No, it was right away. I, I, I the honestly, Niners coaches, and they deserve some criticism. I think they are too tough for a pro team. Like they're con- Remember when they were trashing on Brandon Ayuk two years ago? Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are you guys trashing this guy in public all the time? Do it, they do it behind the scenes because the town's there. They do it all the time. And they frankly, they deserve the to not win the Super Bowl because of it, I think. It, it, I would say for all that Jimmy G at least ha- – I mean, the guy took him to a Super Bowl. Say what you will about it. He took you to sure. a Super Bowl. Uh, you, you just throw him under the bus to like that bluntly. I mean, it is a business, obviously. I would, If I was Jimmy G, I would have disrespect to it. But you got to imagine he's used to that. I would there. have disrespect to it. But I appreciate Kyle Shanahan just saying it because There's I, I – candidness I, for sure. I want to encourage every coach to be candid. Uh, Ryan Day is getting a lot of criticism for being candid. And I – I get, I get that it's our job to talk and have takes, but it's the reason we get coach speak because Ryan Day goes out and he's like, you know, I thought we had some missed targetings and I made some phone calls and everyone's like, you're not taking a accountability or quitter, wah. But I, whatever, as long, whatever bug is biting these coaches to talk more, keep doing it. Like, keep biting them. Well, I think it's a little bit of just there's so much, there's so much of a thir- like third and fourth wall that just says been up with this well, stuff for and frankly so long. they want to say their side of the story now and because their media is so big sports media is never going to stop it's going to keep going up 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 well there's so, all these podcasts i mean you look at the kelsey brothers you look at taylor they want their side out there yeah they're they putting it. their side out there so it's the transparency is coming out and you might as well just say something there's really no and what's the what's the competitive advantage there is Kyle none Shanahan there's saying, none yeah there's none when people don't talk about their game plans and schemes, like, frankly, that, that makes sense. Like, the general scheme, like, oh, maybe, like, outside zone or Max Crosby doesn't doesn't attack the left side as well as he does the right. So, we're going to, like, like don't talk about that. But there's stuff you can talk about. And, frankly, it's not a competitive disadvantage, but yeah. they treat it like such taboo. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's treated like it's it's just, you know, it's nuclear codes. It's not. It's nuclear me, it's launch not. codes. It's all this. That's the best part about the nfl too it's all the same plays outside zone is the same everywhere the niners do some tricky things with tight ends because they have a tight end that's not a big dumb snickers bar so everyone looks at them like god the scheme the offensive mastermind it's pin pull but they instead of guard center they go tackle tight end because their tight end's not adult you know how many tight ends are morons greg olson's like oh tight ends get paid a lot because you guys don't do anything uh i you guys are stupid. Maybe you weren't, so you're upset you don't get paid more. Tied All right. I'm I'm ranting here. Someone help me. God, I'm drowning. <laughs> I was about to say, just offensive linemen are just pissed off fat tight ends, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I'm, here's, here's a look at my world. I ID the mic. My points are for the – because the running backs don't study pass pro. So I'll ID the mic, and usually I point – and I'll have to sw- I switch it up for games, but usually my point is for the running back because to help him. And then my calls are for the tight end to help him. And then I get to help myself. That's the gist of and it. And for people who don't know, Mike. M- middle linebacker. Yeah. The the middle linebacker of the formation, which isn't always the middle. Now we're getting meta. You don't want me to talk about this. I could go on forever. Well, no, I, th- I think people do enjoy this kind of stuff. The mic is what we perceive by our rules. So... If there's a 4-3, which linebacker would you think is the mic? It's the middle one, right? Right. Well, sometimes I might move the mic to the weak side, and that tell, like, the third linebacker to our open side, which is where the tight end or the least amount of receivers would be. 
I'll mic that guy, and that tells the O-line and the running back, I'm going backwards to that guy on certain schemes, and the front side guys can go to the mic, and maybe because it's maybe it's running a bob play, and we have a fullback in, that fullback will go to the front side. So it would be Sam, or it'd be uh, like, yeah, Sam, Mike, and then we'll, we'll probably just rename the third guy like Overload or something. It's It, it can get crazy. Mm. But it's not crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy and it's not crazy. It's crazy if you're not in it. If you're not, if you're in it, it's not crazy. Just know. This is what's going through the mind of Bruno. And he's mic'd up in the USFL, <laughs> and I just wanted to talk about the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could talk about the show if I didn't have to help so many people. And hopefully, we. it's entirely new roster. I have I have, I have no like four guys that are on the team now, like it's entirely new. So hopefully these guys will be a little bit smarter. I'd said that we I've met with the guys really recent. Like we've been meeting with each other on Facetime and Zoom, and I was like, hey guys, frankly we had some great talent. We were we had some dummies too. We had some dummies. So try and try and think ball, <laughs> think ball. <laughs> uh, speaking of not thinking uh, wisely, oh. this is another story that came out. Uh, which you got to think it's going to cause something going into the Super Bowl. Eagles offensive lineman Josh Sills was indicted by, uh, uh, sorry, was, I'm trying to get the word here right because I didn't want to just read the whole story. He was arrested? He was arrested, thank you. He was arrested on one count of rape and one count of kidnapping, uh, both first-degree felonies. And uh, that is, talk about that in the idea of walking in. The Chiefs had this kind of happen to them, obviously, Mm -hmm. with Andy Reid's son. When tragedy strikes your team. Yeah, right Mm -hmm. before the biggest game of your career. uh, That's what happened to the Chiefs against the Bucs, and they end up losing that game. Well, you want a a frank take? Yeah. They're like, thankfully, it was a backup. Thankfully, it was someone not important that did this because you know what the Eagles can do? You're cut. Goodbye. You're a piece of trash. Deal with it on your own. It was he. He would never do something. If it was like a player like Lane Johnson, your team would be shaken to the core. Right. That's the real side of it. Well, and it, their offensive line is already so beat up. Speaking of Lane Johnson, mm-hmm. who did tremendous. He's playing on a. He's playing on a torn what meniscus? Something. Like Peck. That. Oh, okay. I believe is what it is. Yeah. He's playing with a torn something. He's a lot of things are wrong. A lot. That's that's what. And even a. Uh, 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 some different NFL players have talked about this. They're like, I can't even imagine how this guy's out there moving, let alone being top end at what he does. Well, you want to know what it is? Everyone else is hurt. At this point in the season, in the Super Bowl, everyone is dealing with an injury. So the playing field is kind of leveled yeah. in an odd sense. Hmm. It's crazy. All right, we need to take a break. When we come back, Jake Lyman, voice of Andy Women's Basketball, is going to join us. He is in Missouri getting ready for Vandy women's basketball in Missouri. That's going to happen at 8 o'clock tonight. It's a late one out there. So I imagine he's getting some uh, some Red Bulls in or whatever it is to help him out. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. Back after this here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. Watching traffic increase to the north on 65, just trying to get past Vietnam vents. It's still a bit busy, uh, 65, as you continue up into Robertson County. Plenty of radar on 24 out through Rutherford County this evening. Traffic still moving right now. 65 into Brentwood and Franklin. Snapdragon Hemp. Serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products across Tennessee. Edibles, flowers, concentrates. You can order online. Snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 
Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Calton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanOfRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the double your refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4 Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond and Buffalo, Maria and Miami, and Jules and Troy, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I got to tell you something. It kind of self, it's kind of a self-embarrassing story. I'm just hanging out with my mom, and she's watching My 600-Pound Life. Great show. The woman was 670 pounds, and her boyfriend, I'm like, no way. Looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Call now, 615-844-5600 with any criticism of the afternoon stretch. Don't worry, they're not smart enough to understand. The afternoon stretch, Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. And now we send it out to Missouri, Columbus where the Vandy women's basketball team getting set to take on the Tigers and Jake Lyman, voice of Vandy women's basketball, is on with us now. I say getting ready to take on, Jake, because that's just like in the grand scheme of things, yeah, but it's an 8 o'clock game tonight. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm not a huge fan, uh, but I come from – 
the East Coast, like ACC, where it was 9 p.m. starts Eastern time. So I'm used to some of the the caffeine-type games, but (laughs) it's been a long day sitting around the the hotel, and hopefully uh, hopefully we can get this thing rolling soon. I think we're leaving for the arena in 30, 45 minutes or so. Uh, You're at like a Doubletree, five-star kind of hotel, I imagine. That's what they got you in. We are actually in a double tree. That oh. is exactly where we are. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> treating, you, treating you right. I'm surprised you didn't hit up the spa at some point today. Uh, so Vanderbilt getting their first SEC win against Texas A&M. Uh, now kind of moving a little bit in positive direction for the season as a whole. How big was that to get that win for the program? Oh, it was huge. I think everybody around the team really felt like they needed to get one, just get the monkey off their back after starting 0-7 in the SEC. And Sunday, Texas A&M was another team that had struggled with some injuries and was 1-7 in the SEC heading into that game. And Vanderbilt came out after a week off, and they were raring to go. And Kaija Harbison kind of put the team on her back in the second half, 41 points uh, tied the program record with uh, Chantel Anderson, the the legendary Vanderbilt women's basketball player who set that record standing courtside because it was alumni weekend. So overall, it was just a really cool day on Sunday with, you know, so many former greats of the program in attendance to see a performance like that and to get a big win. What was uh, Shea Ralph's words after that game uh, for? Because it feels like a win like that, no matter what you could say on the other side of the court, a win in the SEC with the circumstances that Vandy women's basketball has had this season, it feels like it's just it's 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 kind of the culmination of everything you're trying to work on and everything you're going against. Yeah, Coach Ralph, uh, I think, has been talking about over the entire SEC season about you don't want to get caught up in the results. You want to focus on the development and getting better game by game, but you also really want to get some wins. So I think there was some relief there from Coach Ralph and the coaching staff to finally get that first win. Uh, and I, I think they were just really proud of the way that their team came out and, and competed in that game. Texas A&M, they're a physical team. They're a big team. And even though they haven't quite had the success that they were hoping for this year, still uh, a team with a lot of talent. Their, their best player was the number three recruit in the nation last year. Uh, and Vanderbilt held her without a field goal till midway through the third quarter. So I think there was just a lot of pride in the way the team went out and competed, and I think they were glad to finally end up on the right end of it. So talk to me a little bit here about Mizzou. Uh, on the road, what are we expecting tonight? So Missouri, they started 3-0 and in the SEC, but have lost six straight since. And part of that is the teams that they've played. They've played – LSU, who is top three in the country, South Carolina, number one team in the country, Tennessee, the list goes on and on of all the the great teams they've played. But it it feels like it's a winnable one for Vanderbilt on the road. Missouri has – they're a team that likes to shoot the three a lot. Their best player, Haley Frank, shot 46% from beyond the arc last year. Uh, So she can really knock it down. But I think if Vanderbilt can can play their game, try and run them off the three-point line a little bit and – you know, maybe get a performance like we saw from Kaiser Harbison on Sunday. I think Vanderbilt's going to be in this game at the very end. What kind of, you know, you say that, is it right now that they're just relying on all of her? Just, I mean, you look at 
the stat line, it's everything is just her. Is that is it really just a live or die off her right now? Is she that kind of player that, you know, any team that she's on, she's the number one, or is she a number one because she's on this Vanderbilt team? No, she she's a special player. Watching that game on, on Sunday was unbelievable. Every time the ball left her hand, whether it was from three, whether it was a pull-up jumper, whether she drove by two defenders and got to them, you just knew it was going in. Uh, she's sensational, and it really has been for Vanderbilt over the last few weeks. It, with only eight players like we've talked about pretty much all year, Zach, you kind of need one of your experienced players to step up if you want to beat an opponent like they've been facing in the SEC. So in order to, to get wins and be competitive in these games, I think you do need to see great games from Kaija or from Marnell Gerard, those two experienced guards. I think you, you probably need – to have at least one of them have a pretty big game. But they've been doing it, and we've seen them do it against the top level of competition, so hoping to see it again. Jake, now that we have enough enough games, I guess you could say, being played, it's one thing to get the win. You get your first win. It's at home. It's It feels great. The next step is trying to get one on the road, right? And I don't know what it is because I've been there too, but there's just something about playing on the road where things change does this Vanderbilt team do anything different when they get on the road or is it kind of what what do they need to do to get this road win yeah on the road last season it was a struggle for Vanderbilt they only won one road game all year so coming into this season that was something that I think the coaching staff was very adamant about is that they need to to be able to play better away from home and they've done that so far they've gotten wins on the road western Kentucky Columbia, Louisiana Tech, all three of those are solid teams, but they haven't been able to, to get one on the road in the SEC yet. So it definitely is a different animal, and you know that, Bruno, playing on the road in the SEC is not easy. But Vanderbilt against Arkansas a few weeks ago gave them everything they could handle, came down to the last shot. Um, so I think you're seeing the strides on the road. I think it's now just trying to, to get over the top and finally get that SEC road win. Yeah, we're starting to march on towards kind of the end of the season before we before you know it gets into postseason play. I just want to know what can Vanderbilt do as we start to wind this thing down to prepare for next season and maybe take a jump in the SEC play. I think it's just continuing to develop these young players. We we've seen what Kaija Harbison and Marnell Gerard can do, but they're grad transfers. This is their only year mm. at Vanderbilt. I think you want to see improved growth from the freshmen, Jada Brown and Ryan Allen, starting to be more confident, which we've seen a few times. They're, they're starting to look for their shots a little bit more. Ryan Allen hit two threes on Sunday against Texas A&M. And Sasha Washington down low. She was an SEC All-Freshman team member last year. And, again, we've seen flashes from her. She's had really big games. But I think what Vanderbilt wants to see is those players, the younger players who will be back next year, keep developing, and maybe start to be a little bit more consistent. Talking with the voice of Andy Women's Basketball, Jake Lyman, who you'll be able to hear tonight here on these very waves, tip-off time, 8 p.m. over in Columbus, getting ready for Vandy Women's Basketball and Missouri. Uh, what has been for years, because this is obviously your first year, Jake, and uh, with the team, that is, and what, what's been your favorite moment so far uh, from the broadcast side? You know, not just, you know, oh, the team got their first SEC win. What's been your favorite moment from the broadcast side of, of doing this job and being with that team? That's tough. There, there's been some fun moments so far. I think 
that Louisiana Tech win back in early December was definitely cool. Uh, Marnell Gerard hitting seven threes and then Ryan Allen hitting four threes in overtime to, to clinch it. Uh, I thought that was a really fun game to call. Arkansas was also the, – the last 20 seconds of that game was great because Vanderbilt was down six, hit three threes and tied it. If it hadn't been a half-court buzzer beater to lose the game for Vanderbilt, it probably would be number one. Uh, but also, Sunday, I, it is cliche to say that the, the SEC win is my favorite moment so far, but seeing Kaiser Harbison score 41 points and getting to call that alongside Teresa Phillips, that, that was a pretty cool moment for me, too. That's a good one. That's a good one to keep in the uh, for the first year scrapbook. And it's not done yet. It's not done yet because soon you'll be heading down to Tampa, and you know you never know. You never know what in those tournaments what could happen. You never know that if Andy can just kind of catch a hot streak, and you have a player like Kaiser Harbison is that maybe they can get the upset. Yeah, that's the best part about college basketball, Zach, is that every team has a chance to win the national championship uh, on day one of their conference tournaments. You always have a chance mathematically at least exactly which i mean hey it's gonna be fun to watch it's gonna be fun to listen to you tonight of course we're gonna be hearing you later on uh way later on right now i mean you're just you're just big chilling right now for a couple hours so you got to do anything you're just chilling out in the hotel room uh go get you a nice little steak dinner somewhere and and get ready for the game tonight looking forward to listening to you appreciate it guys good stuff there you can follow him on twitter at lyman jake flip his name around jake lyman uh, good stuff. He's been doing a great job too with those games. Uh, it's a tough season. It's a tough season. I'll tell you what, it's been easier for him because they have so few players to huh. remember. <laughs> you know what I mean? He gets to analyze the few that they have. Yeah, I well. mean, he, I bet you he knows that team like the back of his hand just because it's, it's a lot easier. There's a lot of moving yeah. parts to it and you're this deep into the season. It's gotta be a fun time, uh, chasing around doing that right now where the way it is, that's gotta be a really fun time. So uh, he does a great job. If you haven't, if you have not listened to him yet, uh, check him out tonight. Obviously, seven forty-five will be the broadcast time, uh, and then eight o'clock tip-off time. That is late. That is late. All day, stay up all day. See, like Devlin's smiling because he's like, I gotta be here too. You're, you know, you you at least get to sit back here and you're on your phone and chill. You know, you're chilling. You're doing your thing. You're you're paying attention to the game and stuff like that. But you know, Jake's gotta work jake's the grinder yeah he's got to talk the he's, whole time he's the one traveling with the team i mean he yeah he's he's the grinder he does a great job I'm trying to think that we had a doing i mean doing the show obviously we start at four uh but i i during the football the high school football season when i do play by play uh we had a lightning delay or something this this season and i remember we didn't even get a game going until like that 10 beach it might have been beach, yeah, yeah. It might have been beach. Mid state, yeah, yeah. All of them had it, yeah. yeah. And uh, that was probably the latest that I had done. Uh, actually, you know what? A full count rhythm game, probably. I think we had a game that went crazy overtime, and we didn't get done till almost midnight. So I was on air from four p.m. And of course, that starts. Those games start at seven. So I'm going from four to six, driving, and then on air from seven to midnight that day. I'll never forget Temple, very first game of my college career. Game ended at like twelve thirty. That was great. I'll never get. I'll never forget uh, beating Georgia, getting home, and uh, my car was towed. That was awesome. Uh, 
Hey, good job on your game, Bruno. Yeah, well, it was As like the tow truck. <laughs> it was five. It was five of us. We all had no way to get home. That was cool too. Oh yeah, that. you were parked in front of. Uh... Just, it was just nearly yeah, and they had the meters. Yeah. But on the weekends, the meters don't get checked. But we parked on a Friday afternoon, and I'll never, I'll never forget the guy's face. I don't know his name. I know exactly where his office is. He called the tow trucks on us. He called VUPD on us for parking there. So whoever that is at McGugan, uh, yeah, you, and hey. I've never seen this guy smile in my life. It just goes to show Vanderbilt has some problems. So yeah. fire that guy. <laughs> and when I see you, when I see you, I'll he probably is. He already probably has been now. Well, frankly, yes, and frankly, it's good. I hope you're struggling. I hope. <laughs> I hope you're struggling. I hope your life is bad. Bruno had to pay two hundred dollars <laughs> to get his car back at four a.m. Oh, oh, we didn't have a ride home. We we. I remember we had to call our director of player ops, and we were like, "Hey, man, <laughs> they towed our cars." <laughs> and what did then, he say? He was like, oh. and he was like, I guess I'm coming to get. <laughs> just, He's just, like, I uh, guess I'm coming to get you. So it's yeah. five of us. It's five of us just in this car, getting dropped off at all of our houses at four in the morning when we have recovery at seven. So that was awesome. Yeah, it was frankly a great time. College was miserable because of some people. <laughs> Devil, did you have the same experience? I don't. I don't know. I, I my car got towed once, oh. and that was. I mean, it was. Same situation. I was furious. Were, was it people on your team that should be, like, in your corner calling the cops on you? I mean, I, so <laughs> the situation was I parked in a legal spot, as I do every single time I parked, and it's in Cincinnati, so it's like it, there's cars everywhere. And then they decided they were just going to set up construction in this area with about five cars, and mine just happened to be in it. Oh. I was gone for the weekend. They were like, your car's here. Sorry, bud. Listen, I'm not going to act like I was squeaky clean, though. I got about $4,000 of parking tickets over my career at <laughs> Vanderbilt. So I paid about 1000 of them, and they gave me my degree. And I was like, the 3000 y'all will be all right. You don't need that. So. <laughs> 615-844-5600. If you want to jump in, we want to talk to you. Final segment coming up here on the Afternoon Stretch. Good afternoon. Watching traffic increase to the north on 65, just trying to get past Vietnam vets. It's still a bit busy. Uh, 65, as you continue up into Robertson County, plenty of radar on 24 out through Rutherford County this evening. Traffic still moving right now. 65 into Brentwood and Franklin. Snapdragon Hemp. Serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products across Tennessee. Edibles, flowers, concentrates. You can order online. Snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Individual rates, coverage offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Not available in all areas. Actual Pie customer. The other workers' comp insurance company, they were going to reclassify our business, and then they were going to charge me $50,000. Meet Natalie, owner of the carpentry shop. Shocked by an unexpected bill, she knew it was time to switch her workers' comp provider. That's when she found Pie Insurance. When we got the quote back from Pie, it was a sigh of relief. They put us in a policy where we fit. Is your small business overpaying for workers' comp insurance? See how much you could save at IWantPie.com. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate. So your workers' comp audit experience is simplified. I'm grateful that there's a company out there that's willing to insure us little guys because every dollar counts. With Pi Insurance, you get pricing and coverage made for small businesses. What are you waiting for? Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote in three minutes at IWantPi.com. That's IWantPie.com. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the double your refund sweepstakes. 
your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic, treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. Your exclusive Nashville Sports Radio WNSR Skyscan forecast for this afternoon. Slight chance of rain and snow showers mixed, a high near 40. For tonight, cloudy, a low of 25 expected. Utilizing the resources of it's the Weather Bump Network on Nashville Sports in Radio. In Little League football, they play it all. You can't do it in college football, Bill. you got to come up with a bunch of computers and some BCS cockamamie scheme. My answer was yes. It's unique. Absolutely love. I go into my garage every day and make sure there are no dust particles on those BCS computers. I do that. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The Afternoon Stretch with Zatch Williams and some dude named after a 1940s cartoon baby who is in reality a gangster on the run from the police. The Afternoon Stretch, Bernard Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams. If you need a little pre-game, before the pre-game, we just had Jake Lyman on. You can go to WNSR.com, click the afternoon stretch, and you can listen to that before tonight's matchup. Andy Women's Basketball taking on Missouri. That's going to be 8 o'clock. Still got a lot of time to listen to it before Jake gets on the air on these very airwaves. It's late. It's a late game. Yeah, it is late. I don't envy him. Yeah. 615-844-5600. If I was him, I would have said no to coming onto the show <laughs> just because he's like, I'm asleep now because yeah. I can be ready for that. But, no, he's a trooper. Uh, Steve in Nashville. Steve, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. Hope you guys are well. Doing good. You get out of Facebook jail yet, Zach? That it's out there. You got to go find that. the new one. The new one, you know, we're we're getting it back. It's you know, <laughs> just all it is. Yeah, Facebook. Who, who care? Look, I'll be honest, Steve. Your demographic <laughs> likes Facebook, and you know what I mean by that. I hope. Young I'm people don't care about Facebook anymore. Oh, no, it's an old person like me. Yeah, like, I, I'm not in any rush to make my Facebook back to, like, a, like oh, yeah. I'm back, everybody. I didn't post on it beforehand. <laughs> Their stock, like, doubled today, whatever they're doing. Old, old what's-his-name, made a few dollars today. Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Yeah. Zuckerberg. He's a, he's a, um, anyway, but not around. I told Bruno, I, I started crying when I thought you unfriended me. I didn't know what I did wrong to you. <laughs> I've had like a bunch of people. I didn't think anybody paid attention to my Facebook. And they were like, what happened? And I'm just like, 
Whatever. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> dumb. Follow me on Twitter. That's what I want you to do. Just go to my Twitter. Well, do you, do you think Twitter has more um, trolls and fan than Facebook did? Or which one? I've never done Twitter. Facebook Tro- is much bigger than well, Twitter. Twitter, frankly, like half of the people on Twitter are, yeah, psychopaths. It, it, like, if you want, like, real people like and facebook you have to put your name on there you know what i'm saying i feel like whenever i post on facebook i'm just talking to like my family yeah you know does that make sense well, on twitter i see people it's like nash it's like nash city one two three it's like is damar hamlin really alive and it's like well this is ridiculous man the 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 conspiracies have gone <laughs> crazier with that too by the way ever since that video he yeah. did come out they're like lord where's his forearm tattoo you know, like all these different things. It's yeah, that's so wild. Yeah, y'all live in that world. I'm gonna go yeah. eat Chipotle. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I just drove by Nissan Stadium. Um, what's the update on the new stadium? What? Why they keep dragging that out? I haven't heard anything lately. Well, the newest update of the stadium is that they're switching from grass to turf. I knew that. Yeah. So that's which is strange to me. You know, because. I guess you can move the turf or whatever, but it just feels like if you're making that kind of decision and you were planning on in, I don't know, three years, two years we to have a new place. We found the research that saved us a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird that they're switching that over uh, and there hasn't been any more news. I know there were some, still some votes that had to go through and it got through that hurdle, but I don't know. I haven't heard anything either on it. Uh, and it feels like every single month that we get closer to that 2026, you know, mid mid year 2026 timeline that they supposedly have, it feels like that's going to get pushed back 2027. And then, and then at that point, are you ever going to do it? I mean, why does it take, take so long? I was told Vegas that was similar type structure took two years. Why, why is it going to take three plus years once they break ground? Yeah. Nashville and Vegas. That's, that's. That's the real side of it, I think. I, I'm I'm not the one who's up and astute to any of the po- political rankings of what Nashville is or isn't, uh, or budgetary needs. But I I just know that they they built a new stadium recently that was public funded, and that was that was obviously a uh, uh, Nashville Sound. That was 2015 when that opened up, uh, and then uh, you know I would imagine they're still paying for that right now and then i know they had a tax hike uh in the past couple years so it it's just tough you know it's just, it's the same thing with you know we talk about the nashville stars for baseball and mlb coming to nashville there's a lot of wants there's a lot of wants and uh i i, I imagine a lot of the davidson county folks uh probably hate it <laughs> they hate their they hate their taxes going up uh you now a nice sumner county resident like myself yeah. You know, you get to benefit from it. But if I was living in Davidson County, I'd, I'd be very upset at all these new things constantly coming in, and I'm paying for it for other people to come visit. Yeah, yeah. It, if they do build a new stadium, I, I might ask you all this before, but people with the PSL, they're going to have to buy a whole new one? As you I know. understand it, yes, they would have to, yeah. I imagine they would give first priority to the current PSL holders, to the new stadium but money talks so who knows they they could give give people seats away that would be able to be to that have had them since the stadium was built um but yeah i would assume they would but I, that's probably a a step step 822 when they're on step you know 20 right now yeah well i know i mean cooper's not running for mayor again so i don't know when his term is over if they need to go ahead and get it wrapped up before the next mayor comes in and 
puts a stop to it. So I'd love to see it. I mean, being a sports fan, I don't want to hit taxpayers for it, but I think it would be great for the city. Yeah, I mean, I, I as a sports fan, I love it. But that's the unfortunate truth here in Nashville. Not everybody's sports fans. And so uh, some people just look at it as, one, it's going to be a traffic nightmare, which we all know that, and it's already a traffic nightmare now. And if you drive around 65 or any of these roads in there, how many potholes are out there right now? I mean, just the infrastructure feels like it's being destroyed every day. But then also, I mean, if you don't care about football, what does it have to do with you? And, and I mean, there's obviously some arguments to it. I'm just seeing the other side, playing devil's advocate, if you will. Yeah, I just hit a pothole when you said that. So. <laughs> I mean, it's everyone <laughs> did. Everyone just hit one right now. I'm not driving right now. My car has already got a flat tire. <laughs> <laughs> I just hit a big one. I don't – baseball, I, of course, you know, I'd want that first. But I've heard that they do a span two, Vegas. If Vegas doesn't get Oakland, that they're a guarantee to get a team as well as the Raiders and the hockey team's done. And maybe Carolina – would be on the next Charlotte area, but we'll see. I just wish they'd go to Tampa and convince that owner to move here. That would be the perfect thing, but that group now doesn't have any interest in that. Yeah, I mean, from what I've heard from different people that are much closer to it, the the way Nashville gets a team, it's it's through it, it well, yeah, it's through an expansion, not a a movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that that's that's the pipe dream, if you will, of getting you know Tampa Bay or Oakland or something like that to move to Nashville. It's going to be an organic team. That's what the Nashville Stars are doing right now. So that's that's what yeah. I would put your money on. Yeah, that group. That's all they're in for. There, it it would take some else to get Tampa to move here. So, oh yeah. Okay. All right, all right, boys. Y'all be safe out there. Anchor down. I appreciate it, Steve. Thanks for calling in. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. I don't want anyone to take anything as I'm saying either. I want a new stadium. I want a Major League Baseball team here. I just understand the people that have to deal with this. I understand. And and, and I, I mentioned I actually have to go back and fix what I said because I said that the the city obviously built a new stadium. I didn't even think about Giannis Park. Giannis Park just got built, and it's a great park. It's awesome. But I know the complications that came with that, and I think there was some good side of it, but the neighborhood that lived right there next to it, uh, they they were swarmed. Now, they made the best of it and were selling parking for like $70 a spot for some of these games uh, and matches and stuff like that. But uh, there was definitely people that weren't happy with it. And you know, you have to you have to consider all sides, not just sports fan side. No, 100%. Um, if baseball does come here, we better sign Otani. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we need to go all in. Ba- Expansion teams, how does that how does that work with building a roster? Like, Because, you know, all these teams have rosters kind of already settled in and, and caps. I, I've, I've just never been around a sport when there was, like, an expansion, a new team kind of born. I've never seen that. I don't know how that operates. The NHL, they do a thing where whenever they expand a team, right. each team just – has a certain amount of players that they select as you can't take this player and then yeah they protect players yeah like uh like las vegas obviously that was the most recent or well seattle seattle was the most recent one <laughs> i feel like 2017 was last year that's literally where my brain is i don't know why but uh uh yeah so they they protect certain players the preds will say like these guys you can't have but then anyone else and they they get a, it's a draft essentially they get to take from all the other teams wow that sucks i will say this mlb wise i don't know how that works i don't even know if i've been alive when they've done an expansion draft like that uh somebody probably well wiser, get ready buddy 
Yeah, I mean, it could. I don't know how that works. I'll be honest. I'm not going to try to BS my way through it. I would assume it's around the same kind of format, though. I'm glad Nashville's getting all these things, but Nashville just isn't. It's it, Nashville's foundation to his core wasn't built to be a big city. It just wasn't. So I'm worried because we live here. We work here. It's not getting smaller. I don't know. Uh, that does worry me a little bit, but it would be cool when we have baseball. Uh, I'm looking up the last expansion draft. Looks like it was 1997. Oh, so I was alive. I can't believe I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> and look, hey, by the way, first click on Google search. Could be wrong. Uh, but, yeah, it looks like it's the same It's the same kind of idea. They just they go around to, to – there's protected players in MLB, and then they just go around taking players all the way through other teams. So, yeah. So, it was Tampa, it was Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Uh, underrated logo by the way loved it like a wade boggs tampa bay devil rays jersey top tier uh in arizona diamondbacks was that year so the new nashville team will not be getting mike trout no i would imagine he's protected yeah i would imagine they protect him yeah it's a pretty good assumption i'd say you protect him from his back what's that about i might retire <laughs> what <laughs> just and that story didn't blow up because that no one cares about baseball but well regionally bruno bruno's he this is a he's a baseball fan but he's just he's fighting it every day that's the real side of it because whenever he gets locked into a baseball game like if it's a vandy boy i think baseball people can be pretty insufferable that's all i'll say acuna ran the bases what a joke oh the celebration stuff yeah well that's stupid people that get upset about that man we're so close to baseball starting back i know obviously college baseball vandy playing the 17th but then also mlb uh, I mean, we're spring training just around a, the corner. Who I'm do not, you support? I'm a Reds fan. You're a Reds and fan. Right now, right. they're projected to be the worst team in the MLB, <laughs> so it's hard to be a big Reds fan. I mean, I'm a Reds not fan. Not a huge jump from last year, yeah? <laughs> no. I mean, the year before that, it was fantastic. We just gave up the playoffs, but still a Reds fan. I'm not a Mets. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of any team yet, but I am a hater of one, and it's the Mets. I love <laughs> hating on the Mets. I think it's so funny. I don't know why. The Neapolitans? Yeah. The Metropolitans? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, the Mets, I've always, I've always hated the Mets. There's something about them. I don't know why I hate the, I think it's really the color scheme. Like I don't like Florida for the same thing. I don't like that orange and blue mix. I just love seeing their owner tweets. So matter of factly, <laughs> and their team just sucks all the time. Yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> he thought, Hey, once again, he's like the Jerry Jones of baseball, you know, he's like way too involved. He's like, you guys just don't understand how it works, buddy. Neither do you apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, we are done for the day. Remember, Jake Lyman will be on the call. Vandy Women's Basketball here on the very station you're listening to right now. 7.45 broadcast start and 8 p.m. tip-off between Vandy Women's Basketball and Missouri. Be listening for that tomorrow or tonight. Tonight. It'll feel like tomorrow because it's so late, 8 p.m. But we are done. Appreciate everybody who's called in, commented, watched in, however you did. Appreciate you. Remember, if nobody's told you, I love you. And you matter. We're back tomorrow, Friday. Weekend is finally here.